0: Tell us about
1: yourself Chipo. Okay um, well I'm Chipo, as you've already said I'm uh, 32 going on 33 a middle child <laughs> I've got a brother and a sister um, just yeah I'm a creative as well I have a creative side which I'm quite proud of because that's just my god-given talent that I try and use um, and yeah a woman and that's great, too. I love that about me. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I'd love to teach as well. I'm a teacher. I'm a children's church teacher. But, um, yeah, I also like to teach, even from my creative side, um, arts and crafts and stuff like that. And last, but certainly not least, um, an airline pilot. I love my profession. That's also a great part um, that I identify with, yeah.
0: Mm, great. And how did you get into aviation?
1: Um, for me, it's actually a childhood dream, eh? Um, literally, I remember I wanted to be a pilot. It's not like I switched from, you know, um, this to that or whatever, but... If I have to, like, come up with a timeline, maybe it was when I was still a kid, maybe, like, four, five, six, roundabout. My dad traveled a lot. So um, it was back in the day when we would t- all go to the airport and then there was a viewing deck. You could watch planes taking off and landing and stuff like that. So he would walk and then re- wave, look back and wave and stuff like that. So for me, it was actually, it became a one- favorite things to do so i think i fell in love with that with airports with um planes and i was like hey this is cool i could do this and then um later on i my mom um who was a, a pilot she actually was the first uh, black female pilot in zimbabwe uh, captain giovanni so um She became such an inspiration to me. She became someone I could look up to because it was almost like um, a physical representation of what I would have wanted to be. So to then look at her like, oh, great. So I can actually do this. So I think that consolidated that idea and that dream. And then I just stuck with it until, yeah, this day.
0: Oh, wow. And how long does it take to to be... You know a pilot like what are some of the processes and what are some of the challenges that you would have faced um on this career path
1: um so to the actual course in itself is not too long because it's very compressed it's like unlike university where you've got uh, breaks like is it spring breaks or like summer breaks whatever um I actually did my course continuously once and I had a two-week break so it took me a year and a half to get a commercial pilot's license so the process I actually started um, just looking into it after high school after a level and I started applying to schools whatever and then um, so that process was straightforward but the actual training program is um, quite um, Intense because you basic. It's it's also expensive. So even the you you don't want to stay too long um, at the school. And it's also because it's a it's a skill you're learning to do practically. And there's the theory aspect. And then they you they're running parallel. So you're doing it together. You're flying in the morning. You've got ground school in the afternoon or whatever and stuff. So it does become it is quite demanding. But yeah, I was I enrolled in May of 2008, and then December 2009, I had my commercial pilot's license. The challenges in the actual training were were obviously you're learning a new skill and it's it's a learning curve. So there's it's definitely going to be like an uphill battle and stuff. But I think for me, what I remember um being difficult in flight school was the fact that um you really have to believe in yourself um, quite significantly because uh, a lot of people around you might not actually believe in you so just as a girl as a black girl who's trying to learn how to fly and we know that in terms of aviation it's not it's a male dominated field and with reason because it's just how it is and it's also becomes because it also becomes a challenge for girls to then get into that field and some people still believe that you you can't fly or you shouldn't be there girls shouldn't be flying and sometimes it's even instructors that don't quite believe in you but you're still there and you know what you want to achieve and you have to now really it's it's almost like um, the fuel, the the passion, has to drive you. It has to come from it um, inside. So, um, because there's a lot of external, um, you know, reassurances going on, so that was difficult. But I think for me, I would say I kind of painted the picture for myself of what I wanted. I could see myself already. Um, holding the license already flying an airline and already in that uniform or whatever at the end of the course so anytime i just kind of felt discouraged or down or just had a moment i'll be like yeah but this is not what i'm i'm not stopping here because we're not done we're going there until i arrive (laughs) where i'm going i just have to keep going so yes you will find people that can encourage you along the journey but even like sometimes people the people that do want to believe in you, they also have reservations, you know, around. Um, the actual career as a woman and its demands um, in future or whatever, and like, oh, are you sure you want to do this? Don't you need a backup plan? You know what happens if this um, if this happens, what happens if you want to start a family, what happens yeah, or whatever. So they've got questions. So sometimes you're just like, hey, this is what I want. And then you know what, at the end of the day, when you have achieved what you want to achieve, when you've got it in your hands, they then celebrate with you. Um, or kind of start the skepticism reduces but it was something that I had to face anyway and ignore what I had to ignore you know so yeah that's what I would say would have been my challenges when I became when I actually transitioned to then getting a job and then the profession itself not from um, learning the skill or training Um, it does get easier i think in my opinion because there is an appreciation when you've achieved when you actually um hold the license then your competence is no longer a question or your ability yes there will be people that can still doubt you but you're you're holding the license now you are in the profession you're a professional so there's that uh, recognition of hey you actually made it so i think for a lot of people that are thinking of becoming pilots or in the industry, the idea is to just overcome those hurdles so that you get to a point where when you now um, are in the profession, when you're now a pilot, when you're now working and you have a job and you're just doing the same thing as everyone else around you, then the recognition come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and was it easy to get a job, Chippo, um, after your your training? um I mean, you know, Zimbabwe women and um, I suppose we've got quite a few airlines, you know, how, how was that, that challenge from your school to then finding a job?
1: Um, for me, I think I really did get fortunate in terms of that aspect. I did uh, spend seven months looking for a job, uh, mm. but because I, I came, I trained in South Africa. So and yeah. then I immediately came and started converting. Um, to the Zimbabwean license. So as soon as I was done, da- okay, actually during the conversion, I just applied for jobs wherever. I actually didn't think I would get into um, um, an airline at that stage and let alone the national airline. So I, but I applied anyway. I literally, and even the way that it happened, I didn't even think my CB would get to where it's supposed to be because I got to the gate there was a security guard that wasn't very nice to me and um, I said I want to go to the HR office and he's like there's no HR office here or, or something like that and this is at the headquarters so he's mm-hmm. like anyway wait outside because people have gone this was like quarter to lunch time so 15 minutes ahead of it he made me so I sat in the car park I remember I was at my dad's driver and I sat in the car park in the heat yeah. for an hour and then I went back to the gate, and then he just said, um, just throw your envelope there in the box outside. There was a red box outside. Imagine, so I didn't even think that it was gonna get there. So I st- I waited an hour just to put the bo- the envelope in a box. They wouldn't even let me in, you know? And I always, um, when I, because I worked for Esimbabwe for nine years, um, and I always passed that box at the gate. <laughs> and I remembered it and I remember the time when I was like wow you know I actually was very discouraged and very distraught I was like yeah it's not gonna happen so I was very surprised um, a few months later when I got a call for an interview Um, and then I got the job so for me I always thought yeah eventually I want to work for the national airline eventually I want to this is like the dream you know when you're driving into the airport you see the the hangers there you're like yeah one day this will be me i did not think it would come that soon mm-hmm. so th- that for me was a blessing in itself and just um you know a dream but you know it's different people have had different experiences i've even had friends like from other countries that we were together in, um, in school that just quit flying because they couldn't get a job you mm-hmm. know so that's that's a different story as well so I do think that it can be very difficult but that was not my story it really can um, be a challenge because like you said we're not we don't have a lot of um, airlines in the country and the general aviation industry is also not not big yeah but it's growing and we hope that we have more airlines coming in and more in the general aviation industry which would be great for people that are just come out of flight school but yeah um, it's a work in progress, I guess. We'll get there.
0: Yeah. Well, Chiboy, for me, you're a role model, seriously. Because I remember, with my grandmother, we flew out to to my graduation, and it was a. I don't know whether the f- um, the female pilot was the captain or the first. Um, what what's it called again?
2: um first but officer. Anyway,
0: first officer exactly i don't remember i was one of the two and we told this woman she was in shock she's like what You not she i do we get there you know <laughs> she it's almost as if she wanted to freeze mid-air like no oh, wow. fine. so at um, least you
1: discovered it when you're in mid-air she didn't, she didn't ask Le- leave me on the ground please <laughs> exactly
0: like leave me on the ground yeah. so um you know, you're doing great in terms of breaking the biases um for, you know, as a young woman turning 34 and you're already flying.
1: 33, I'm re- Gigi. 30
0: 33, I'm 30, sorry. Can give Jeez, give me another year. <laughs> no, but just, you're very young because now you're flying fast yet, right? How is that experience yes. compared to the two airlines you've worked for and um, the other airlines so far?
1: um it's hard to make a comparison like because i joined um ezibaba at 20. so I was mm. very young wow very wow. it was like the beginning that's yes I was, I was so were well, you actually flying
0: at 20 Chipo? like you were actually you know i
1: was i actually hired wow. <laughs> <Wow>. as, <laughs> as the first, wow. Officer. Wow, yeah, the first so, officer wow yes so that's that experience for me yeah so i i did um i was one of the the youngest um in terms of females there was one that joined i think before me um she i think she was around my age as well but by the time i got there she'd left um uh then i joined so for the for a while i was actually the youngest and then i grew up eh? (laughs) but yeah the the the, for me ASM was obviously so it was that the transition from school to um airline which was very it was a very steep um transition to be honest i literally jumped from uh, those uh, piston engines the four-seater to a 50-seater turboprop you know that goes way faster and all that but that was definitely growth for me and like a being forced to swim in the deep end and stuff but it's because like what i was saying that once you have the license they do recognize your ability and they'll give you the you know the space to to be able to do that you know so um it was my first job it was my first and i learned a lot and i learned i grew quite uh, significantly obviously even over the years and um even for me i I could tell that it was um it was steady growth in the airline. And then um at some point I joined um FastJet. It's been a different experience and it was good that I managed to experience um a different airline as well because FastJet is a business as in it's yeah, it's run as a business. The airline, the national airline is is basically our flagship you know it's our pride mm-hmm. as a nation and whatever so that element of you know we're it was good to to fly the national flag you get that sense of pride that sense of you know um but so it's more of you know a service you know to the nation a national service and then first is like a business so you're like oh they you're gonna fly there's a lot more flying for me mm-hmm. so i enjoy that um the, the the workload it's but I think by the time I then transitioned I had also you know um managed or learned to manage the the hectic schedules and all that you know so it it's it's a lot more flying. I think that's the big difference um for me but I def- definitely enjoyed it. it's a, it's, it's a different um, um culture, it's a different organization and I've had my lessons from both of these um companies and i'm grateful actually that i was uh, given the opportunity to work for both of them yeah. yeah
2: i have a question for you chippo how do you balance um flying and your
1: personal life i'm not even sure i do but <laughs> 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 um, like if she if chiesa is to with the testing you know just getting me on the podcast i was like okay let me try and then you know like, yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've actually learned I'm, I'm better now there was a time when i actually did not have a life but that's because i'm the, like balance is definitely something that you have to work on in any aspect so i have always always been a person that tries to put blinkers and focus all my energy on something so if I've got exams I did shut off everything else and I'm like okay this is what we're doing and then if I've got this so I like that's how I'm just wired to compartmentalize to do like I said earlier I'm a creative so I actually make made cards but if um, I'm in a season of my life where it's busy or I've got um, like exams coming up then i just literally close shop like just put everything aside um and then focus on the one thing i've actually learned now that i can't live like that um it's probably taken me a bit longer than it should to realize that life is lived in in dual seasons even more than uh, two seasons there's a lot Going on on the one side in my personal life that needs my attention, and there's work that also needs my attention. There's relationships that need to be, um, to be, um, given attention or whatever. So I'm really de- definitely learning. I can't say I've arrived, but I think for me I've just learned even to split up the day. When um, she says, "Okay, the podcast is 30 minutes," I'm like, "Okay, so I can take 30 minutes from my day from this." And then I can, you know, recover it in another aspect or whatever it is. So I'm trying to now learn to split up the day and to... And I've had... I've been fortunate. I have amazing friends. I haven't lost my uh, friendships and relationships because, hey, you're always working. Because the thing is, you work weekends. You miss important stuff. You miss family events. You yeah. miss weddings. You miss funerals. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me... um, So people don't even ask their... You that go, I guess she's working, but I've also now learned that you know what, I'm gonna apply for leave if I have to, and literally for weddings, like I will apply for one day leave for a wedding <laughs> Like coming up next week. I just got my day, um, for the leave, and then I'm saying, okay, at least put it aside because if I leave it to the schedule, I'm, I'm gonna land a flight and then I can't attend, you know. So I've actually been intentional about planning even the for vacations my sister's birthday i took leave um it's coming up in may so that i'm like okay let me do something about that and then my off days those i have to really plan well because there's errands that needs to be there's adulting that needs to happen and then um i'll probably try and do a coffee with a friend i haven't met a quarter while you know and then i need to study because i've got exams and then you know so i think i've learned to find to plan more and to be more intentional with my off days to and to also just do away with the unnecessary you know so i become a you know a bit more selfish with my time in a good way because i'm not gonna spend my energy and time over things that are not important to me and then Mm -hmm on what matters so yeah it's it's been a less i mean there was a time when you know i just almost lost it and because you you don't want to keep making excuses you know and be like mm. and i keep insisting that my friends should invite me to this like I, okay i'm not going to be available but i want the invite you know <laughs> and then they're just yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> because i'll be seeing their pictures i'm like why wasn't i invited She's like i thought you were flying i was like i was but i didn't get an invite you know? <laughs> so, i would have yeah. appreciated it's, the that's invite been an important list yes i want to be able to say hey i i can't make it but at least you remember you have a friend <laughs> 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 so
0: yeah Um. Uh, well you know chippo this women's month um what are some of the biases that actually happen in aviation like you know that uh, you've come across that you are obviously trying to break i know obviously as a young woman that's one that you've already done but what are some of the things because i can imagine you know people just looking down on you like i said black women as well um you know i don't know sexual harassment favors anything that um could be you know in terms of us trying to really break these biases that we come across daily
1: um, okay, so from my end, I definitely find the professional environment a bit more um, forgiving, if I can say, rather than in training. So it is a. It's obviously a lot more professional as well. But yeah, there's obviously biases in the workplace. Like like you mentioned, your grandmother plays so art. Um, you know, there's the, the the people that think like that a lot. I had there was a time I was on a flight. I was with Captain. Um, elizabeth so it was two of us in the flight deck and we were doing a flight that had a transit stop and a passenger actually got off the plane he's like oh i i can't get have women flying me Mm -hmm. and this was like maybe two three years ago and for me and i remember the flight attendant was so upset with him and like hey which age are you coming from or whatever then i realized that you know i was surprised that we still get that but then yeah. I realized that it's, it's someone's personal responsibility to grow or to have an open mind or whatever to be accepting of the things that are already happening around us. Women are in the industry; there are going to be a lot more coming because we're raising mm-hmm. awareness, doing these podcasts. We want to we want people to know that hey, we biases can be broken because, like, even just the notion that this particular profession requires you to choose between having yeah. a family or a successful yeah. career, you know, mm. because mm. it's almost like you can't have, really have both. Both. And mm. that's that's a, yeah. a bias that is quite apparent. And for me, I've always believed, even when I was a, when I was a kid or when I was in high school, when people say, hey, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a pilot. It's like, ah, you can't have a family, whatever. And then I said, you know what, I didn't then... Forfeit my dream at that point like okay so i'm gonna change i'll find something else because i said at every point in life you know this is a dynamic for everyone to find balance to be prepared to make necessary adjustments for any given situations in different seasons of your life so i was like i can't plan for a time when i want to have a family in high school because mm-hmm. i don't know what's at the, what's on the ground what am i dealing with what adjusting so i said when i when the time comes when i arrive there i will make the necessary adjustments because think about it i'm going on 33 right Mm -hmm. if i had i've been flying for almost 12 years now over i don't have a family so that's already 12 years of my life I could have forfeited and I don't even know how many years to come so I always want to try and encourage these girls because sometimes even when you go to high schools or you speak to girls in in schools their mothers will be like ah in you know stuff like that I want to have mm-hmm. I want grandkids I want mm-hmm. you to have a family but who says mm-hmm. you have to to choose it you who says you have to have either or we still have it's it's funny because in other professions that's not an issue
0: but you can
1: even have a person with an eight to five job who has who is not balanced you know who still manages to not spend time with their family or whatever it is so for me i think that has been something that um would and even to this day you even when you're trying to these dating streets or whatever guys will Mm -hmm. be like do you even want to have kids do you, I'm thinking, why wouldn't I want to have kids? Can you even cook? Why wouldn't I be able to cook, you know, and stuff like that? Because wow. then you just—it's almost like this belief wow. that you've been so absorbed with your work and your job, you did not manage to learn to do anything else or you yeah. do anything else in life. But it's just—it is what it is. It's a profession. It's a job. I also have a personal life. I also have dreams and goals outside of um the flying ones you know so i think that's an important uh, bias to break and we've really been trying and i think the thing is we also look around you i have my colleagues that are married with kids or whatever and they're managing quite well because at any point they had to make the adjustments so by the time they transition to okay now i want to start a family then they do what needs to be done if it means um, changing jobs getting a um, a less hectic uh, schedule no. transitioning from flights to, to regional flights or whatever it is that you have to do. And I think that's another bias it is even my height. It's it's funny, but it is because I, I get asked, like, how are you a pilot? Aren't you too so short to be a pilot? You know? Wow. And I also grew up <laughs> believing that you had to be a certain height to be an airline pilot. I even grew up believing you couldn't be a pilot and wear glasses like spectacles um so i used to it kind of helped me i think it i said i even uh, um, that was a way of getting me to eat my carrots at dinner time you want to be a pilot you need good eyesight you need to eat your, <laughs> you know your carrots whatever <laughs> so and then, then later I on you learn that, that as long as what is- your whatever
2: hi Chippo it's Chippo there
0: Um, she seems to be breaking off
2: but she touched on a lot of important yeah, things
0: she did um because i think i was actually just going to ask her to round up and just say you know what what um advice would you have so yeah she was yeah
2: she touched on a lot of issues to do with breaking the bias especially in her profession
0: exactly exactly and i remember
2: the height thing i remember the height thing in i think was it in primary school high school people used to mention it a lot and because i wear um spectacles people yeah. always say you can't be a pilot if you wear spectacles, spectacles i've heard that yeah. before yeah
0: and she's she's achieved all of that because she's short she wears yeah. space and started flying at 20. so um yeah i mean she, she's been phenomenal in terms of you know breaking all those biases that we hear mm-hmm as kids growing up because like she said people told her you can't start it you won't be able to have a family she could have then just continued without even starting but look what yeah. she's managed to, to achieve which is just great
2: yes and she shared a lot of gems
0: yeah so good wow well thank you to our listeners today and i hope they've thoroughly enjoyed that unfortunately we lost chipo quite early but um she was phenomenal and a big thank you yeah. to chipo yeah and-
2: yeah thank you to her for sparing some bit of time to talk to us
0: <laughs> in a busy flying schedule
2: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yeah no thank you hilda and thank you Chipo, once you. again
2: thank you cheers okay bye